Welcome to Psychic Show Podcast with me, Gareth Lewis. This week I have with me a young up-and-coming medium from the UK, David Hale. David has been working as a medium for only a few years, but has already written a book. David is going to talk to us today about his journey into mediumship and what it was like to be brought up as a Catholic, and then changes his beliefs to spiritualism. So let me introduce to you, David Hale. Okay, so welcome, David. And uh, it's great to have you today on uh, the Psychic Chat Show. And I know we're going to be talking about um, how you became from being a Catholic religion to uh, venturing into spiritualism and mediumship. So as I say, you know, it's fantastic to have you with us. And I, uh, I'm looking forward to chatting with you. No, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it. No problem. We'll see where we go. And uh, and I'm sure everybody will enjoy it. So, as I started off there, you were brought up as a Catholic, I believe. And uh, you went to church on a regular basis. Your, your family was uh, Catholic. So how did that make you feel at the time? Was it just that's what you were told to do? Did you feel comfortable when you went to church? What was it like when you kind of was only young at that particular age? Yeah. But, you know, uh, so I did, I did that feel then. It, it was just the thing to do, I guess, because um, my, my grandparents were strictly, were very strictly Irish Catholic. So it's very much, it was the thing to do. I went to a Catholic school um, and you kind of just go along with it. And to, to be perfectly honest, I never enjoyed it. Again, it was just part of the church, had to go and do it anyway, but I never went because I wanted to go. I don't remember ever saying to my parents, I, I want to go to church today. I never went to Sunday school, anything like that. And when I was at church, I just found it a little bit um, boring. That might sound controversial, right? But it was for me. And I was like, why am I, sit- why am I sat here? <laughs> Who am I talking to? What are we doing? Uh, so I never really, um, I never really felt it. I never really connected to it, if that makes sense. Um, but again, because of uh, everyone on that side, the family, mum's side of the family, all Catholic and Irish Catholics, you kind of had to do it. You really you didn't have a choice. And I guess as a, as a kid, you kind of go with it anyway, don't you? Yeah. So if I just jump in there, uh, it wasn't necessarily school because not a lot of kids, you know, engage with school, you know. So it wasn't just that. It was actually what you were being taught, uh, what didn't feel right for you uh, as far mm. as the actual just mass and English. It was actually the religious side, what you didn't engage with. Yeah. And it's uh, even like, even because because I went to Catholic school, you had to go to, to church anyway, because it's part of the, you know, you have RE one day, so I'm going to go to church. But I was also happened to go to church on a Sunday, you know, or the Christmases, the Easters. And I <laughs> I don't ever remember looking forward to it, to be honest. It was more, oh, God, we've got to go now. But you had to be dragged along because nan and granddad's going, so we've got to go. We've got to... <laughs> and you're still in Catholic school. We don't, we don't go to church, we're kicked out kind of thing. So you had to, you had to go. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's fair enough because, like I said, I've said before and I'll say it again, you know, everybody's got a faith and a belief, you know, and if that makes you feel comfortable, then, you know, um, there's nothing wrong with that. It's when I think that sometimes, this might be a bit controversial, David, I don't know what you think, but, you know, when something doesn't feel right to you, Mm. you and you felt like you have to do it, that must be really, you know, um, not nice to go through, really, you know, because... I suppose at some point, even though you probably didn't know about spiritualism at the time, yeah. but I presume you felt different uh, in your beliefs. So going on to that, it's like, well, 
did you have early experiences of spirit? Did you know there was something more than, you know, uh, what we call the normal? Yeah, I don't know what it was. I just never, I always, I always felt different anyway, whether that was from my sexuality point of view or whatever that might be, but I just never bought into kind of the Catholic ways or ideas. And I don't know why. And I think I always found other things more interesting. No, I never, again, I never went, when I went to the church, I never felt inspired by the priest. I never, I know I had the, all the Holy Communion and all that stuff, but I never went to be inspired. I never felt, I don't remember be, feeling inspired either, but I always remember just being fascinated with um, things like the paranormal. And I don't know, I can't explain why. It's almost one of those things you're drawn to certain things and some things you're not drawn to. And for me, just, yeah, I never, bought into it I didn't necessarily believe what they said I only went again because I had to but I always felt different like and even if I look back at my life I've done I've done things completely different to everybody else you know so um I kind of just and I luckily you know saying that my my mum was never a devout Catholic I mean my mum doesn't go to church now and so she never pushed us to go but it was more because of the family background you had to go um, so I was lucky that she was quite um, open and, and I got to, got to at a certain age where she said, do you know what, you're old enough to go and find things to believe or choose things you want to believe in rather than, because she didn't particularly want to go to church herself. So, <laughs> so you were an uh, excuse not to go. Uh, like, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know what, it, it's, it's good uh, that you had, I, I, I can only presume from what you're saying, that a supportive parent or parents. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know at the time to be able to uh, accept you and your beliefs and your feelings you know because yeah. this is a shame sometimes and you hear stories where people are actually pushed even up until an adult they feel like they're yeah. obliged to follow you know so that's good yeah. so just going back uh, a little bit there as well so in those early years were you actually aware of spirit were you actually communicating with them or was it a, an imaginary friend uh, you know so did you have experiences when you were younger of, uh, of the spirit world not that i remember i remember having a lot of psychic experiences but again i didn't realize at the time they were i was just picking up on energy of people and i think i don't like that particular person or but i was very shy as a child i wouldn't say boo to a goose right so um, but I do remember being told, and this was only recently, actually, in the past couple of years, my mum, my aunt told me, oh, as a baby, when you used to go and visit your grandparents, when your granddad used to pick you up, I used to talk to the wallpaper behind him. And I've actually got a photograph somewhere of that wallpaper I used to talk to. And I was like 18 months old. I say, obviously, put it down to baby babble because, you know, no one talked about mediums or anything in the family. So I just thought, oh, baby babble. Then when you look back later, you kind of go, hmm. Actually, maybe he wasn't talking, it wasn't just Babe Babble, maybe he was talking something he couldn't see. But of course, I don't remember that. Um, so so yeah, I don't remember seeing spirit, but I just remember picking up into situations or circumstances or just looking at people and thinking, mm, not too sure about you. And I ended up being right. <laughs> but I don't didn't put it down to um anything psychic because I didn't know anything about it as you said before I wasn't aware of spirituality at that particular point I just remember you know, I might be sat at school in class and I'll see people in my head and I, I put it down to I must be tired or maybe a bit stressed or not quite enjoying this lesson because I've just completely zoned out somewhere else but again because it wasn't talked about in the family you kind of go hmm, 
maybe it's just normal because maybe everyone else can do it and I'm just not speaking the fact that I can do it, if that makes sense, what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, you know, it's quite interesting really that um, you weren't allowed to explore that. And I, I've been quite lucky where, uh, you know, it's always been part of my life as far as my family and the understanding of it. And I was talking to um, uh, Karen uh, from Germany, who uh, has been in one of the previous episodes uh, with us. And um, she was talking about not being able to express her, you know, um, feelings, yeah. her situations, her experiences, because again, in Germany, it was completely different to how yeah. it is in the UK. Uh, so what kind of then took you, I know you was around about uh, early teens, mid-teens, something like that, when I think, if I'm right, correct me if I'm wrong, where you kind of said, okay, I'm going to pull away from the religion yeah. I was brought up with. Where yeah. did you go then? Did you go just on to like an atheist? Did you go on to uh, a not knowing anything? Or was it just, you just got on with your life? Yeah, it's the age of 14. That's when my mum had that conversation with me where she said, you know, you can go, you're old enough to choose what to believe in. And it was around that time that I discovered what I knew then to be the paranormal so I used to watch like most haunted <laughs> never miss an episode I was like avid watcher of that um but it's when I discovered then all the great mediums that were on tv so you have like the late Colin Fry and the late Dirk Kakora you have the Tony Stockwells you have the John Edwards and all those kind of programs and I just and I watched it I didn't I don't really know what my religion was back then because I just stopped going to church but I still had that catholic background so you know as a kid you always say oh dear god help me pass this exam or <laughs> get me through this but you don't actually consciously go i'm saying it because i believe in it it was just more a thing you did right um so i didn't really know what i was to be honest it's kind of that kind of limbo thing i didn't know what spirituality was because i never heard about it i knew what the paranormal was but i didn't ever link the two um so i kind of just got on with things and i just enjoyed watching those kind of programs. I then started going to psychic fairs, having readings done and, you know, seeing the vibe of it. And I had mediums and psychics would tell me, you've got this ability. And I'd be like, oh, thanks. I'd leave the session, never think about it, right? <laughs> Other people would say to me, David, you read people really well. Not as in reading the cards, but I could suss people out. I'm like, can I? Again, so I didn't understand it. So I just kind of got on with life, never thinking I was psychic or medium because it's just how I, how I was. Um, so I didn't really know what religion I was, to be perfectly honest. Um, and then, yeah, as you say, when I got to my kind of mid-twenties, I didn't do anything with it. I kind of stopped going to psychic fairs. I still watched Most Haunted, but I stopped doing anything remotely psychic or spiritual just because life took me on a different path, which kind of steered me away from the psychic or mediumship world or spiritual world, whatever you want to call it. So do you, do you think, because um, I'm a great believer that uh, when when spirit wants you or needs you to work for them, uh, yeah. they'll just pull you back. And it's interesting for you to you say that, okay, you never had any real experiences. It doesn't mean you're not mediumistic or you, you're very psychic, intuitive. Uh, you've always yeah. known that. Um, but uh, I do believe that spirit sometimes will step away and allow you to not only find and rediscover and discover yourself, yeah. uh, but also just to have your life, you know, Absolutely. because when yeah. we do this, I don't know if you agree, but when we do this, you know, and we do it on a professional level, like I've been doing uh, for many years and many people have, you know, sometimes it, I won't say it can consume your life, mm -hmm. you know, but it depends how far you take it. 
uh, it's like myself, you know, I go on tour and most of the year is either away from home or traveling on the road a lot, you know, and it consumes. So you've got to have that balance yeah. uh, of knowing. So, okay, so you, you've kind of like, you've lived a bit of a life and, you know, uh, you find out who David is. I know uh, we're not going to go into it, but I know you find your, your sexuality and you, you know, and you, I, I'm going to say you may have been more comfortable with your life. Yeah, absolutely. When it kind of came back in again. So would you agree yeah. that spirit said, okay, we're ready now, David's ready now, you know? So when that kind of rediscovery of watching the television programs and getting on with your life and having fun and what have you, what was the point then where, let's just say, it came back into your life where you thought, hang on a minute, this is who I'm meant to be and this is where I'm, I'm, I'm meant to be going. Yeah, it was, I was, it was quite a bit later in life, so I was 35, um, so it's 2017. And I think you're right, my, at that particular point, I think my life had settled down because I'd lived a life, and I agree, you know, I think for to do this work, you have to have lived a life to gain those life experiences that when you are reading for other people, you can connect with them on an empathic level, sympathetic level, just an experience level. So I think I... Two years before that, I just moved to London. So I was in a new city. I didn't move with anyone, I moved by myself to London. Um, and I guess it was just spirit. I'm a great believer, yeah, as you say, spirit. I take all my inspiration from spirit, right? So I, I've, I've learned <laughs> over those years, not always the easy way, but I've learned that I'm, I feel things, I get told things for a reason. And I don't know why, but I was, I was on my bed one day and I just put YouTube on, and I was just, and I found a, a, a program, so the Long Island Medium with Teresa Caputo, right? Don't know if she was. So I, I watched her, and something triggered me to go, hmm, maybe I can do this because I've had lots of readings in the past, and I can see how, how much she helps people. So in my, my mind, I was going, well, I've been told in the past I can do it. Don't know if I can, but if I can help people like she's helping people, how these mediums have helped me in the past maybe I should start looking into it. So then I just started doing my research online and um, I called a psychic hotline. Not always the best thing to do, I guess, but um, I, I'm a bit lost in life at that point as well. But like, what am I doing? What am, I'm here in London, I have a good job, but what am I doing? And the first thing the psychic said to me is, you are psychic. Now, you might say they said it to everyone, right? But it hit, it hit something in my soul that there's a truth in it. And she told me things that no one else in the world would ever know. And that's kind of spurred that, that moment to go, I'll give you a kick at the backside, like, that, listen to what you're being told and do it. And that's how it happened really. It's kind of, as you say, just being drawn back into it. I don't know why or what, but I guess spirit had other plans for me, right? I'd lived that life and experienced those things and it was time to draw me back in and go, right, now you're settled, pay attention and do it. So that's basically a kick at the backside by spirit, I guess. So did you did you go along and did you develop your mediumship? Did uh, did you have a mentor? Did you go to the church or did you just do it yourself? All of the above. Um, so I started off. Um, I had a mentor called Sally, uh, but she was more of a psychic rather than a medium. So my my beginnings really started off more psychically, and it just it ended up becoming mediumship. So I had a mentor called Sally for a while. 
And at the same time, I was doing my own research. So I was learning about things like chakras and grounding protection and how to open yourself up and meditation, because that was a hard thing to do as well. Um, and then I found about five months later, I found a spiritualist church and then um, joined the circle, I've done the circle development as well. I'm still part of the committee of the church as well now. So um, obviously, it's, as you know, it's, it's ever evolving and ever learning. So I'm just still on that journey, I guess. Um, so yes, yeah, so I've done all of it. So it's self-taught, meet a mentor. So you may say it's uh, very much of a roller coaster kind yeah. of. You walk up one day and you know you you got on this pathway and, and started this journey, and it then yeah. just went from one to another to another. Quite quick. Yeah, I just, I just I just went with where I was being drawn really, and that's what I've learned to pay attention to. If I'm if I'm feeling I'm meant to do something, I'm gonna I'm, I'll follow that and I'll do it. If I'm told no, it's not the right time to do that, then I'm not gonna do it. So I just very much pay attention to those as I say upstairs, as I say, um, and just followed that, and bits have unfolded as, as time has gone on. You talk uh, you talk a lot about uh, especially in your earlier years, and you you've openly admitted uh, that um, just just a second ago. Um, about working more psychically, you know, yeah. and then your your first mentor, if you want to call that, and you know, helps you discover that. And you said that was more of a psychic. So just so you can explain as well to everybody listening, what is the difference then? Would you think, and what's your view on the difference between the psychic, and then you then thinking, hang on a minute, I'm going further now, now I'm looking mediumistically. So you must have felt that difference. You must have known the difference. So yeah. what 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 do you, what is the difference between psychic and mediumship? Oh. So with me, there is, and I am quite not a stickler. Maybe that's the wrong word, but I'm when I talk to people, I'm very clear about what psychic and medium is because I know, you know a lot of people are put under the banner of psychic, but actually you're a medium. So psychic for me is this work with a living person. So you're, it's about energy. You're connecting with the energy of a living person, looking at their past, present, or future or just connecting with like universal energy, having information come down about different issues, topics or situations or whatever. So you're not, it's not really a spiritual thing. That's more, you're working with energy, right? Living energy of a person. Whereas I knew that mediumship was about, you know, you are connecting with people that have passed over and the job of, you, of a medium is to provide the evidence of survival that our loved ones do go on in another world, whatever you want to call it paradise spirit world next dimension whatever it might be so i'm always kind of make sure when i talk to people and educate them is that's the difference you know I, and i don't i don't personally do a lot of psychic work i don't do future readings you know i'm not nostradamus do you know what i mean um i leave that to him um i prefer working mediumistically because i'd like channeling or bringing through information from the spirit world so that for me is the difference between the two well um yeah. You, you, you'd agree with me that when we work as a medium, um, and I'm sure you know this as well, but just for people out there who don't know the difference, because even when I'm teaching, um, and I'm teaching people who call themselves advanced mediums, you know, uh, and it's not that I'm better than anybody else, uh, but even they struggle with the difference between psychic and mediumistic, um, yeah. mediumistically. And, you know, sometimes they turn around and say, well, I don't know when I'm working psychic. Or mediums turn around and say, I never work psychically. Now, I know, no. I know under my, my own views and my own opinions and uh, my own discovery of the mechanics of mediumship, 
we have to use all the faculties when we yeah. work as a medium. We have to use all the faculties, whether it be clairvoyance, clairvoyance, clairsentience, yeah. cognitive, or even, and more so, the psychic. It's just knowing when you step into that energy mm. uh, and you're now stepping away from the energy of the spirit world, and you're, like you said, rightly so, you're stepping into the energy of the person you're sitting for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but then it then becomes about being honest. Do, do you agree? You know, and Tony Ray yeah. said, your mum's not telling me this, but now as I work with you, I know that this is going on around you and your mum just wishes me to allow you to know that. So uh, yeah. that's just me explaining as well for the people. I, I'm not saying you don't know that. I'm saying just yeah. people know that when yeah. a medium does work, it isn't just with the spirit world, you know, they're allowed to incorporate the, the psychic into it as well. Um, you know, so that's why I ask you, you know, what is the difference? Just because when we do these and talk about things, people say, what does that mean? What does that mean? And, you know, so many mediums still don't know the difference, you know, yeah. of, of working uh, between the two energies. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I'll say it, all psychic, all psychic, no, all mediums are psychic, but not all, not all psychics are mediums. I always remember that and that's in my head as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's one thing uh, I was always taught as well. And it's true. Um, you know, it, it's very true. And, as long as that person's admitting where they're getting the information from and Completely. being honest, uh, mm -hmm. that's all we can do and all we can uh, all we can hope for. So, um, as I say, we've already said, you know, your, your journey's taken a, a massive um, kind of turn. Do you still? Ha I know. I know we've discussed the uh, the Catholic views, and you know, we've we've gone through all that. I'm not going to repeat all that kind of thing. But do you still have or find yourself? And the only reason I ask is because again. I've spoken to someone and uh, I spoke speaking to Hazel and uh, some people might have watched the, the episode where I talked to Hazel and she still got that belief in her religion uh, mm. where she was our lady, you know, okay. and yeah. say, well, how can you wear that and be a spiritual medium or be a spiritualist? And yeah. why can't I have two beliefs? What, do you know? It's, so do you still have aspects of your life where... I know you say, but do you still abide by certain uh, things that you were brought up to be? Do you understand what I mean? It's uh, yeah. so. Do you, yeah. do, you still, do you still try and live by that side of your life as well as incorporating this side of your life? Or is, uh, or is the Catholic side completely gone? Well, I I was thinking about this, and I I think subconsciously, I think there's still a part of me which. I'll always have that foundation. I don't think you could ever take that away. But I don't do anything consciously that I feel is Catholic or Christian. I mean, ultimately, I want to be a good person, right? And whether you put that down to Catholicism or spirituality or whatever it might be. But I just try and be a good person, treat people how I want to be treated, right? And, and with respect. And and I, I think I was more, I more live by the values which my parents taught me, whether that's the value of money or the value of respect respect for authority those kind of things rather than the religious thing but i think if i look at it subconsciously i mean i i, I don't have any religious relics up in my house or anything um but you know i i like crucifix i might wear a crucifix don't know why i just like them you now i've got a, a religious tattoo on, on my back I've just got a celtic cross but if you look at my brother and sister who are not catholic they're not religious either they're obviously they're catholic we're brought up catholic but they've got religious tattoos on their, on their body as well. But it's not a conscious thing of, I need to get that because it's Catholic. It's more, I guess it's just ingrained in us, I think. 
Um, I think Saul's going to be there somewhere. Yeah, I think that's where I was just going. That's all. I was just seeing are you still kind of like incorporate the two? And really, if you look at it, and you you rightly said that uh, at the end of the day, as long as whatever we believe or we don't believe, as long as you know we're being a good person, we're being honest to mm. ourselves and to others, uh, we can do what we want and believe in as many different things as we want. You know. And that's what I'm trying to say, you know, this is why I just wanted to bring it back. Do you still follow any kind of your faith? But, you you know, you kind of answered it really. Well, really, the, the best faith you can follow is the one, or the best advice and teachings you can follow are the ones of what your people, your, excuse me, your parents teach you. Absolutely. You know? uh, so, you know, you kind of answered that there. You, you, you brought in the uh, your, your brother and your sister and uh, your siblings there. So yeah. do they accept, I know you talked about your mum, who's just kind of like supportive in everything that you do, you know, and that, that's lovely. Uh, but do your do your other family, like your brother and your sister, do they kind of think, oh God, what's our David up to? Or do you know, um, or do they support you and say, oh, you know, that's interesting. Can you tell me something? They're both very different. So my brother has always, was, um, his, I guess, how kind of power do I put him? I guess he believes what he believes, right? Let's put it that way. And I remember when um, I was talking to my dad about it once at dinner, my brother was there. And my dad says to him, What do you think about all this? And my brother was like, It was a load of old tosh, isn't it? <laughs> but that's just my brother, right? So, that, um, so, but so he doesn't talk to me about it, he doesn't ask me about it, but I'm happy with that. And again, you believe what you believe in, I don't really mind. But my sister, she she will, my PA, because she'll, she'll go out. David, my friend wants a reading. What? How much is it? How do you do it? So she gets her friends rounded up as well because they all want a reason. Um, so my sister's more open to it. I mean, she's read my book where my brother would have even touched that. It's just not him, if that makes sense. So, and that's all right. I don't mind. But no. But again, he, he's he's not. He doesn't follow through on his Catholicism either. So I guess we've all done the same thing. Where none of us go to church. <laughs> at all but then we've all got those kind of religious inkings on our body again it's i guess it's just ingrained in us from a young age that 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 foundation belief in god i guess but um even so yeah they're you, very different yeah even though your brother doesn't uh that he, he's right i mean my granddad uh, uh he saw so many different things especially obviously he lived with my grandma who, who was very spiritual and very mediumistic uh he's and he saw things were he just wouldn't answer, you know. Yeah. Well, you were there when and you saw that. When you're dead, you're dead. You know, <laughs> yeah. he had that kind of, you know, and that was for even though he, he I don't say he didn't want to admit it, but it yeah. just wasn't for him, you know. Yeah. And maybe that's just what your brother is, but I'm sure he still supports you and still, you know, and your sister there does all the work for you by getting all the mates, <laughs> by, you know. Um, and that's good that you've got that support around you as well, because many mediums haven't. And I said yeah. quite a few times, you know, when you uh, do this job, as, uh, and, and I know this uh, from experience, one of the ways it will work the best is when you've got a supportive network around you. You know, yeah. uh, I mean, my partner now, she's turning around because we're in the middle of lockdown, and uh, she's just turning around going, when are you back on the road? You're doing my <laughs> You know, I spent a year with you. When, when you're going out, you know, uh, when can I have the bed back to myself? Um, so I don't know if she's supporting me or she just can't stand me and just wants me to the house. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to say she supports me. 
But it's having that supportive network, David. And you're lucky yeah. to have that, especially from your parents, especially from your family. Your brother, in his own way, it's just not yeah. him, which is fine. Yeah. I think I remember when we've spoken before, and I think I remember at some point you, you tell me about, um, was it your auntie or someone? And they ask, oh, they've seen things, am I right? Or someone's seen things, and they say, oh, David, what was that? Yeah, yeah. So it's... um. Because they'll talk about the family. When I when I first started developing, I didn't tell anyone because I thought they'd probably think I've lost the plot or something, or also another fad. Um, so I didn't tell anyone to start with. But when I started developing more and more, they my, my cousins would message me and say, "I hear you doing this, and I've experienced this. What does it mean?" Or you know, my aunts would say, um, "Have you heard from this person?" But it doesn't really work like that. But no. <laughs> Um, in a nice way so it's kind of, it's nice that actually it's opened up a conversation with my wider family so all my family in Ireland um who've recently discovered because god there's only cousins we've got out there but they've also come to me with um now what's this so here's a here's a photo and there's lots of orbs are these orbs that I'm seeing or what's this so that it actually you see that actually underneath it most of my family have been spiritual or had the spiritual thinking for a long time, but no one's ever talked about it until someone in the family, again, like me, I don't do anything like that everyone else does. I do things that people don't do. So have that person say, oh, my cousin's a medium, you know, whatever. <laughs> they all suddenly come out and go, right, what's this? What's this? I want to read it. Can you do this? So it's nice. It's opened a conversation, actually. Um, and before my granddad, yeah, before my granddad died, actually, and again, this is the Irish the Irish, my nan and my granddad, the Irish couple. Um, and come back to faith and how, you know, faith can change your beliefs and stuff. They were very, obviously very Catholic. They did the whole Lord's trips, you know, the, the church trips to Lourdes and all that business. That when my uncle died um, in 90, I think it was 98, which that was their only son. And they lived across the road from it. So when they when he died, they they completely lost their faith. And I believe they stopped going to church as well. Because like, how can you take, how can God take my only son all that business? Um, but my granddad, just on the sly, my aunt used to go to um, spiritualist churches where she lived in Kent. And my granddad knew about it, but he would say to her, I haven't heard from Frank today without my nan hearing. So it's it's funny how, how sometimes, you know, your, your faith can change, even when it's not necessarily supposed to, how those kind of life events as well can get people talking and opening up to something else and that's what I really like actually is that they do come to me and they ask questions because you know, it's not all about reading them it's about also educating and hopefully opening their minds as well is that you know right. they're not far away they're just next door if you want to, if you want to call that's it like right. that I know from experience that you probably do as well David where you know you'll get uh, a bunch of people whether the male or female oh lord of rubbish lord of rubbish and then one by one when nobody else is around oh this happened to me what do you think oh, oh do you yeah tell me about that and maybe that was your your, your grandfather's way of um not necessarily admitting it uh but also just wanting to know that his his son was was okay and you know yeah, exactly. he had yeah. that belief somewhere but he couldn't openly acknowledge yeah. it you know, you mentioned just before as well, uh, referring to your, you, you've written a book. Um, and uh, can you just tell us, is that, is that what we're talking about now? Is that your life? Is it something about something different? What, what's, what's the book about? Um, so it's, it's about my development, really. It's not an autobiography at all, really. But it's got um, obviously real examples in it of 
of my development and it's not it doesn't touch on anything personal apart from my the spiritual stuff if that makes sense so that's the only connection to my, my own life is when if it touches on the spiritual aspect of my development and I kind of wrote it um for other mediums or no so sort of budding mediums newer up and coming medium because I'm very fully aware that you know developing is it's it takes work it's, it takes dedication it takes patience it takes time and actually there's it's not always easy and I think out there out there there are so many um, and with respect there's lots of airy fairy development books or here's five stages to becoming a medium and it's not like that at all right as you know it's um there's a lot of times you might you doubt yourself and or you experience things and uh, that can't be it must be my imagination and I want to put all that in there and again it's, it's based on my own personal journey so it's not a book to convert people or convince people because that's not what I'm here to do right it's not my job but if it opens people's minds or just gets people connecting to things that they've also experienced they can read that book and say it's not just me then it's other people have experienced that so as well as newer mediums picking up and, and having something to relate to it's also people are just interested in spirituality in general because people ask me all the time, you know, what happens when you pass over or if somebody takes their own life, are they in hell? And all, and no, so it's, um, it's just my opinions on my spiritual journey or you know, mediumship or the spirit world in general from my point of view. And just uh, and it, people laughed at it because it's quite <laughs> down to earth, I have to say. It's got, <laughs> there is a bit of sweat, bad language in it. Uh, but that's me, that's, how, that's who I am, right? I think people think if you're a spiritual person, you're always, you know, love and light and you mustn't swear no I do <laughs> that's who I am right so the book's quite down to earth and honest and people are saying it's funny because you've got to laugh sometimes and sometimes during this journey you have to laugh if you don't you'll cry so you've got to, you know it's just a journey on your spiritual which is good because as you say it's not just a, one of the old autobiographies what everybody's done you no. know uh, and I know you can get that Amazon and we'll we'll, we'll Put the details a uh, uh, short way of where you can get all your your book and what it's called and that will. Uh, yeah. But just before we uh, we go on to that bit, um, so we know you do you do private readings. You're available for private readings, and we also know. Uh, do you, do you do demonstrations as well? Do you have you worked in in front of an audiences? Have you worked in the churches uh, and done more public work? So I'm I'm building up to that. <laughs> so I'd say my development is a continuation. I've not been doing it very long, right? But it's, it's a continuation. So yeah, private readings. Um, I have done open platform in my church, which sadly is currently closed because of COVID. So we can't do anything about it. But it was I was getting to a point before the church closed, I was doing open platform more and more. But because the church suddenly closed, it put a halt on that. So I use my Facebook platform to do those kind of demonstrations or talks or whatever on, my, on that page so that for me is something to come that's what I said earlier about the patience and the timing so I'm trying not to, I'm trying to I'm one of these people I'm quite impatient and when I've got something in my head that I want to do I kind of want to do it but I'm kind of taking step by step I'm doing um chakra master classes as well so I'm doing a little bit of teaching um on the side as well to do with that that kind of stuff but so um so yeah i'm just it's a i'm a continuation of i don't know keep, keep it going keep. one thing i say is and i don't know if you agree or not but one thing i always say uh, and especially to my students uh, over the years is um sometimes people turn around and say oh you can do this 
and they rush into it without actually understanding the mechanics of mediumship and how it works yeah. and responsibility. And I'm not saying this for you at all. I'm just saying no, no, yeah. where I'm going with it is also it takes a lot of dedication. Uh, and I always say, again, this is my views, uh, not directly, but just so people are aware as well, if they're thinking about going into this work, I always say uh, there's complete differences. And I know this for fact uh, from being a private reading medium, from being a church medium to being a public theatre medium. They're yeah. all different. You'll find each and every one of them completely different situations. And um, I, I've been lucky uh, to do, well, I, I do all, all of them now. Um, but when you go out into, shall we say, a, more of a public arena, more of a commercial arena, uh, and again, I, I've been speaking to someone on the podcast about this, you become yourself. You know, yeah. you, where the churches are great, and the, obviously the spiritual churches, they are a religion, and they've got to be respected for the religion. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, and not because you're going to be rude to anybody, or not because you're going to you know, insult anybody, or swear, or anything like that, but you are respectful of being in yeah. a church as a medium. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes people are trained like that, uh, and then when they take the next step into a theatre, or into a social club, or you know, it's kind of completely different because you can't yeah. win there with that, you know, love and light, yeah. you know, as we say. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it is a difference, and, and I'm sure uh, when you take that journey, you'll discover that yourself, and I'm sure yeah. you'll, you'll overcome it and you'll find it. But uh, yeah, I'm, I, I tell this to all my students, uh, you know, uh, just be careful when you do that. Not everything. Is, is yours, you know what I mean? You, yeah, you're meant to be reading yeah. me, just stick at what you know. If you're meant to be yeah. a reading, just stick at what you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, so this is what you were saying before about people going too fast as well and not, not you know, uh, staying grounded and, and getting the, the mechanics behind it. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, so when we, because at the moment we're all in uh, lockdown and we're, we're during this pandemic of COVID, uh, so when we get out of this, where do you then see yourself going in your mediumship work? Do you self, see yourself doing more private uh, work readings or do you see yourself doing more church, venturing out onto more of the, uh, the commercial side, if you want to call it that? Where, where do you see your mediumship going from now forward? Yeah. Um, I, my, one of my plan, one plan, I guess goal, if you want to call it a goal, is to do more, is to do more platform work. I think for me, I, I can do it, but it's, <laughs> it's a confidence thing for me. And so there's such a difference between being in the comfort of your own home on a private reading and be yourself and do what you want, right? Um, obviously to a, to a point. But then going out into an audience is a very different dynamic. And that's um, something I'm working towards. That's kind of what I want to do. It's not that it's going to happen yet, but um, that's one of the plans. For the church point of view, and sadly for our for our church, it had to close because of it being refurbed and whatever else. So my church probably is not going to open for another two years. So if um, we get planning and stuff going through, we don't know yet. Um, so that kind of puts a halt on that a little bit. And there's not many other churches around here for me. Um, so it's a continuation of my own self-development. Um, do more. I mean, most stuff is online now nowadays anyway. But I never wanted to be or want to be a like an online medium, if you know what I mean. Because you get a lot of them out there on Facebook. And I want to step away from the computer. I guess that's probably the main goal, is to step away from 
the computer right and get out there with the people is probably my main goal overall i would say for the moment i mean it is it is amazing when you when you've got like and also scary at times when you've got like two three hundred people looking at you uh, yeah. and they're expecting of you uh you know but i'm sure you overcome that because you seem quite confident in, in yourself anyway and it takes a confident person not an arrogant person or an egotistical person but a mm-hmm. confident person you know to be able to believe yeah. in what you're doing uh, and yeah. so that way so just i'm asking everybody here uh, uh, while i'm doing this podcast what's your best experience and what's your worst experience let's start with the, let's get the worst one out of the way first let's talk about that one first <laughs> i think for me it's all if we speak in general terms it's always um that especially at the beginning the self-doubt and you kind of psych yourself out and you go oh my god i can't do this and this is my imagination and what if i don't get anything through um so it's probably those are probably the the worst times i think to put it let's make it more specific because i was at there was a point a couple of years ago where i was doing some readings and i i was like i'm not good enough why am i not seeing that why am i not getting enough information come through and it's those moments you go am i am i really doing this am i really a medium and then i remember having a conversation with um our friend craig right and he brought that light bulb moment in which was that your ability is shifting i think i was at a point where i my ability was shifting and I wasn't paying attention to it because i was so used to being clairvoyant and seeing things i wasn't paying attention to what spirit was telling me or making me feel so i thought at the end of a reason i was really rubbish because i wasn't given as much as i normally would but actually they were giving it to me in a different way so that panicked me a little bit so that's probably when i felt a little bit at my worst like, oh, i don't fucking do this do you know what I mean? Um, so that's probably the worst. Um, the best experience, I think, is when I first realised that I could communicate with spirit, and that was during my first ever face-to-face reading on of somebody outside of a development circle, it was a real person, <laughs> and that was 2017 on Halloween actually, and um, it was my guinea pig, and I I didn't think I don't know if I, I said to him, look, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I'm going to get anything through. I've got no idea what's happening. But then reading happened and it was that moment you could see the the relief that had he had on his face where I connected somehow, I say somehow, to his um his nan and his aunt in spirit and took what I say, what I said. And it was that point I went, oh, maybe I've just proved to myself that I I can do it. So that's probably the best experience. And just seeing the relief in his face and he called his mum in Spain and they're having a fabulous time on the phone crying to each other. They're they're all right, they're all right. And it's that moment you think, ah, that's why I'm doing this because of that reaction that he had. That's so that's a, probably the best one. That's nice when, when that happens as well, when you see the the, the message being taken. Uh, so just before we come to the end, uh, David, we talked about your book. So where can people find your book? Uh, where can people book you for a reading if they want to book you for a reading? And can people get in contact with you? Um, so the book's available on Amazon, so all Amazon platforms, in the Kindle version or paperback version. Um, and if people want to book me, they can either go to my Facebook page, and I'm under David H. Psychic Medium, or my uh, website is www.davidhmedium.co.uk. So a couple of ways there. Right. Just to... Uh... Just to we missed out there, David. Can you just give us the name of the book so people know what they're looking for? Oh, sorry. Yeah, the book's called Coming Down to Earth. Coming Down to Earth by David Hale. Brilliant. David, 
been an absolute pleasure talking to you this afternoon. Thank you Thanks for being on the uh, Psychic Chat Show. Hopefully we'll get together again soon and you come along and, uh, and, and talk to us again uh, about you your again. journey. But can I just say at the moment, David, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks. Thanks, Cara. Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And thank you again to our guests this week. And for you for listening in. Don't forget next week we'll have another guest talking all things psychic. But for now, you can click the follow button below. Like our Facebook page and also subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Psychic Chat Show, to keep up to date on all our podcasts. Till next week, keep safe and look after each other. The views and opinions expressed in this episode of the Psychic Chat Show are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Gareth Lewis and the Psychic Chat Show podcast. Any content provided by our guests are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organisation, company, individual or anyone or anything.